Are you cruising through life not always knowing what direction you were headed? Let Live On Purpose with Dr. Paul Jenkins be your guide. Live On Purpose will give you insights into your life and show you how you can become the driver and captain of it. No more aimless wandering. By learning the principles that govern happiness and wealth, you will be able to make personal progress that you have only dreamed possible. And now, here's your host, the shrink who expands your life, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live On Purpose Radio. And today in studio with me is Janice Baker. Say hello, Janice. Hello, everyone. So glad you're with me today. I'm honored to be here. You know what? We've been planning this for probably close to a year. Close to a year. To get you here, and you've been preparing for it in a number of ways. Janice is bringing something really amazing to our community. She is putting on something called a celebration of cellos. Now, this has a whole story behind it. So, Janice, <laughs> I'm not going to get in the way as I invite you to just share a little bit about that story. And then we're going to nail down some of the principles that are so well exemplified by this story. Awesome. So, tell us a little bit about a celebration of cellos. Where did this come from? What are you up to? What's going on? Awesome. I'm going to tell you a little bit about growing up in Winslow, Arizona first, because it is the foundation for this whole dream. Winslow, Arizona. Yes, it's a little town off Route 66. The Uh, Eagles, I don't know if you remember the hit band, The Eagles, but they made my town famous with their song, Take It Easy. And the words to the song are standing on a corner in Winslow, Arizona. Oh, yeah. So that is my hometown. Okay, your claim to fame. Claim to fame. Until this. Yeah. Well, in fifth grade... (laughs) A group of high school students came to my elementary school and they brought instruments and they unpacked their instruments and tightened their bows. And I have to tell you that as soon as I saw the cello, I was smitten. I knew it was for me. It just sang to you. It did. I went home and I asked my parents if I could play. And the next year I started playing. Well, Mm. in Winslow, your junior high was 7th and 8th grade, and your high school was ninth through 12th. And in 7th grade, there were eight cello players. And the first six were boys, and the last two were me and Debbie. And we were not very good. Uh-huh. <laughs> and what was interesting, though, is I don't know if you know junior high boys like this, but our junior high boys were like this. They used to tease us girls ruthlessly. The oh. girls should not play the cello. And I don't know about you, but I still have that same spirit about me today. Well, I'll show you that girls can play the cello. Uh, Well, I know a little bit about you, Janice, and that doesn't surprise me too much. (laughs) Nobody's going to tell you what you can or can't do. Oh. Well, anyway, so um, I remember, I later learned that boys just do that when they like you. But up till then, I remember thinking, well, I'll show those boys that I can play the cello. And so I did what any determined person would do I practiced a lot and if you wanted to pass someone in school the teacher would select a section of music that was difficult both of you would play it and the person that played it the best would move up to the forward position and Mm -hmm. by the end of eighth grade I had practiced and had challenged each boy and passed each boy but one by the end of eighth grade wow fantastic that was fun 
Mm-hmm. Well, because I had practiced so much in junior high when I got to high school, I had the opportunity of auditioning for a regional orchestra. And the regional orchestra was in our region and all through the state of Arizona. There were different regions and all high school students could audition. Mm-hmm. And because I'd practiced so much in junior high, um, I auditioned and was able to make a uh, fourth chair. But what was interesting mm-hmm. about that is I still had one boy and I still had that drive to pass crazy now that I think about how immature <laughs> that was. But I did back then. And so it's I practiced. High. It's so. it's junior high. Yeah, right. Well, in high school and high school. <laughs> and, uh, okay, so it continues, yeah. Um, I practiced and I think I'm a rare person in, and maybe not, but that of all the years I ever played the cello. My parents not once ever had to ask me to practice. I love to practice. I found my niche with it and I loved it. So I, mm. I just practiced. Mm-hmm. And by the end of ninth grade, I had that one boy and I'm terrible to say it, but it made the yearbook. But the last month of school, I auditioned and, um, and I challenged him and I, and I beat him and we made it. I made first chair, and I passed all those boys. Silly story. <laughs> Actually, you know what? There's a lot embedded in that. <laughs> and first, and can I just point something out yes. as we're going along here? Practice. Yes. Oh, my heavens. You know what? You don't get to really improve your skills unless you do. Right. And we're, we're not going to get past that. With right. all of the magical stuff we could talk about on this show. Right. It really comes down to some hard work and persisting on purpose, practicing. And I think it helps if it's your dream and your passion. You want and you find your niche with practicing. Not everybody likes to just do mm-hmm. scales and the formal thing. And I found that I would do those things, but if I added music that I love to play at the mm-hmm. end of it, that was always my reward and I always got to do that. And that's why I never yeah. was asked to practice once. I just did it. That's right. You know what? I heard another uh, person talk about the same principle, and it wasn't with the cello or with an instrument. It was with skiing, of all things. And she said that she always did the hard stuff first. She'd practice the hard stuff first, and then, like you're saying, reward yourself with that stuff that you love. And that's a very true principle. Yeah. I agree with it. Cool. So how did all of this background turn into what we're talking about here today. Well, here's where it starts. <laughs> because I had practiced uh-huh. so much, um, all, the re- all the kids in high school that um, auditioned for their regional orchestras were also able to audition for a, a state orchestra. And okay. I had I had the opportunity to audition for that, and I made second chair. And when we got to Arizona State University where we would perform, mm-hmm. we found out that the first and second chair cellist would um, practice their entire cello section. And then at the end of the day, they would combine the entire group. So mm-hmm. while we, this is where my dream came into play. The first chair cellist took, um, rehearsed the group and sent me to go listen. And I had an experience in that moment that just touched me forever. And mm. I remember sitting there listening to this beautiful 
cream of the crop cello players in the whole state of Arizona. And it was so beautiful. And I had grown up in such a little high school. We had eight cello players. And Mm. here we're in this amazing 20, 25. I don't even remember how many, but I just remember how beautiful it was. It inspired me. It really touched me. And I remember sitting at the end of that and saying, wouldn't it be so awesome to do a concert one day where the entire stage would be filled with only cellos? I'm going to do oh, that wow. someday. That's when it occurred to you. Mm-hmm. And it's because something touched your heart yeah. and it just sang with you. It resonated with your soul. I had a friend once ask me, why now? And I said, why not? I said, oh, beautiful. A cello dream may be insignificant as far as things that really count in the world. But Mm -hmm. at one moment in time, a young girl had a dream that inspired her. And I believe that our inspired dreams are worthy of our attention. This is perfect. And Janice, what a great example. There's a reason why they're your dreams. Okay. And if if I were to cut this story super short, and we're going to fill in some of the details, uh, but with the time that we have today, here's the short version. The celebration of cellos is your dream come true, right? It is. And it didn't just happen. There was a process for that. There was a lot of process. But here you're describing where the seed of that dream was planted, and you felt inspired, and it occurred to you, there's a reason Why you have your dreams. Exactly. And every listener out there, as you think about what your dreams are, you know, there's there's a reason why you have them instead of me. Exactly. And I think each of us do have our own individual, unique Mm -hmm. things about us. I believe that this was meant for me to do this. This was important for me to do this. Absolutely. For a lot of reasons that you didn't even know. And you've started to learn what some of those are. Yes. But you don't even know the whole story yet. No. Nope. And as this plays out, now there have been some remarkable things that have happened as you have started to actually, actually realize this dream that you had as a young girl, and you're still a young girl, Thank but there you. have been a few years that have transpired between right. the initial dream and now. March 26, 2011 is when that stage will be filled with cellos. Correct. At Orem High School. Yes. We're going to give a little plug for that as we (laughs) finish up. And I don't know when you guys are listening to this podcast, but if it's before March 26, 2011, you still have time to get to this concert. And we'll tell you how to get there. But this is your dream come true. Now, you started to put the pieces together, and it all flowed without a hitch. Well, let me tell you the fun part of that. I actually um, was getting ready for my 30-year class reunion in high school in Winslow, Arizona. Uh And a few of my best friends from high school I'd reconnected with through Facebook. And Mm -hmm. they had said, did you ever do that concert that you used to annoy us talking about all the time? Uh. And I at the time was thinking, I never did that. And I thought I never would. But something Mm -hmm. happened. Just that weeks in preparation and meeting, talking with classmates, getting ready. I started finding myself awake at night thinking about this concert. It just, Uh it would wake me up in the night. And I would, finally I learned to just get up and type it into the computer so I could go back to sleep. And it just started Mm. creating itself and it just got exciting. And 
I just never in a million years thought I'd actually really do this, but it just was supposed to happen. It just started building momentum and moving, now, and Janice, it scared can, me. Can we put a little context around this? Yes, please. Because you are a professor of cello performance at the university, right? <laughs> so, no, you're laughing that's hysterically. Good. Yeah, I have to tell you this. That's really good because most people in my own neighborhood don't even know I play the cello. Right. I even had a nephew email me, Aunt Janice. I'm a music major, and I didn't even know you played the cello. Didn't even know you played. No. So, and that's my point, okay? Because some of our listeners might have said, well, she's you know, a professor mm-hmm. of music or what. No, no, you're not. I played in high school. I mean, I played in high school. I played in college. And uh-huh. through the years, I've been a mom, and I've worked, and I've been busy. And if I but was not lucky... not in this industry. Not in music. I was a realtor, so totally uh-huh. opposite. I don't even know the music... Uh, people in this area and Mm -hmm. and and what's even what's even more interesting is that most of the you know most of the people that I've talked to haven't even had any respect for me because they don't have a clue who I am yeah who are you who are you and what are you doing this thing and what are you doing in our field yeah we've Uh never heard of that lady now this is just one example of what I call considerations all right Anytime you, you march off toward your dream, a couple of things are going to happen. Number one, your own mind is going to give you 12 reasons why you can't do this, why you shouldn't do this, why it's not a good idea. Did that happen to you? Oh, yes. In fact, there were times through this process where I thought, man, I wish I could get a disease so I didn't have to see this through because it's really hard. <laughs> like, it got hard, didn't it? It got hard. It? And there were, there were barriers that popped yeah. up, both natural and imposed. Yes. And other people had their opinions. Yes. And they were happy to share them with you. And there was a mostly, I think the hardest challenge was apathy. Just mm-hmm. apathy for my dream. It's not their dream. And it's not their dream. And they didn't really want anything to do with that. That was hard. Right. Now, every single one of those barriers and considerations mm-hmm. so far, you have overcome. We have. And there's going to be more. <laughs> there will be. I, I don't even get knots in my stomach knowing they're coming. I just every day wake up to see what's going to happen. So we've got, we've got about a minute and a half before we take a break here, Janice. Can you give us just a couple of examples of some of these considerations and how, how it felt and what happened? Well, the, one of the very first ones that came up is I needed a place to rehearse. And I, the high school was going to have summer break, and so I knew I couldn't be there, and I needed to audition, and I needed just some groups. And so I was like, where, where could I have this? And I thought, well, I, I'm going to just look around. And, and one day I had taken a neighbor of mine into the city offices and to, to vote, and I remember seeing this stage in that room and so I went across the hall into the the city manager's office and I went in there and no one was there so I rang the bell and this man came out and his name was Jim Reams and I told him what I was doing and asked him if we could have that place and he said that's not normal Mm -hmm. but I love the cello I'm gonna let you do it oh wow and I'll have to tell you that his receptionist that is his executive assistant if she had been in that office that day she is a person who would have followed proper policy and told me no that was not an option uh-huh. I consider a great miracle that that day she was out of the office and uh-huh. he was there and it just it was exactly it was exactly as it should be as it should be 
Now, th- and we'll come back to this, okay, okay. As, we, as we return, because here's something that people get stuck on a lot when they're pursuing their dreams is these considerations come up. How will I? What will we? Uh, oh, my heavens, what if? And you feel that And way. you just answer those what ifs, and you keep moving forward, and it's just as it should be. Perfect Sometimes experience. Sometimes better. Sometimes better. We'll come right back to that. I need to pray if you want to change the path you're on. I need to wake up. I forgot what to now. Wake up. Cause money ain't everything. Thank you for joining me for the Live on Purpose radio podcast. It is truly an honor to be a part of your prosperity team. Please visit my website, drpaul.org, to get connected with other tools for you and your family. There you will find links to my weekly e-zine, Empower, Harnessing the Power of the Mind, and to the free Parental Power Teleconference that I host every week with my wife, Vicki. You can also check out upcoming events or pick up powerful information products. Feel free to contact me directly with questions, comments, or to book me for your company or private event. Email me through drpaul at liveonpurposeradio.com. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report. Sometimes it is the simplest of ideas that can change the world's largest problems. One of the most basic needs of life is water, yet over one billion people do not have a clean source of water. In fact, 6,000 people die every day due to water-related diseases. Millions of people have to walk to dirty rivers every day for their water. Even more shocking, over 80% of the diseases that plague our world are related to contaminated water. So what would you need to solve this problem? According to Christina Gubik, the main ingredient to fight this problem is children who want to play. That's right, if Christina can find a few children to play, she can provide water to many. Here's how it works. Christina is from Play Pumps International. The Play Pump looks like a merry-go-round. In fact, it is a merry-go-round. While children have fun spinning the large toy, water is being pumped from around 150 feet below to a holding tank. Sounds simple? With as little as one hour of play, the play pump can extract around 1,400 liters of clean, drinkable water even in some of the most arid areas of Africa. Their goal is to have 4,000 play pumps installed throughout Africa by the year 2010, which would provide fresh water to over 10 million people. Well done, Christina Gubik and Play Pumps International for your refreshing idea. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report. I've got a great idea. Wouldn't you like to know? You probably can't bear it, so I guess I'll have to share it. I thought of it a moment. The first responsibility of a leader is to define reality. The last is to say thank you. In between, the leader is a servant. Max Dupree
Okay, so we should have had some cello music for our bumpers today. <laughs> that would have been awesome. We probably could have pulled that off if we'd have done a little, you know, planning or something. In fact, you know, you learned this, haven't you, through this, uh, through this whole experience that if something's going to happen, you have to have the thought first, and then you have to handle the considerations yeah. and make it happen. Exactly. And then whatever happens, we talked about this just before the break, is just perfect. Yep. It's just as it should be, and it doesn't always feel that way. So do you remember when your stomach got all tight in knots when something didn't work out the way you wanted it to, and oh, maybe this isn't worth it, and I wish I'd just get sick and die. <laughs> is that terrible? Many times, many mm. times. And you know what's wonderful about that is I think that I want to move on to another dream after this just because they help us evolve as a person. Yeah. I've learned that I can handle a lot more things than I ever thought I could because now when stressful things happen, they don't stress me for very long if they stress me at all because I see now that as long as we're pushing forward, Good mm-hmm. things will happen. And that's what you need to do is just keep yes. going. So even though this is a big dream and one that you've carried for years, I don't know how many, at least two, we're three, but you've carried this dream for <laughs> years, haven't you, Janice? I have. And it's still only just practice Yep. for how you create your dreams. Exactly. In fact, you know what? I think unless we have a dream, do we? are we ever willing to learn those things that we need to learn. Mm. Because we, you need to have that vision. You need to have that thing that you're willing to pay that price to learn those things through. That's right. That's right. And you know what? There are two, I think, very, very important reasons to pursue your dream and to create it and to make it real. And one of them is obvious, that you get to have your dream. Yay! You get to experience <laughs> it. It's not a what if, it's look at this. I'm very excited. This is really cool, but that's the selfish part. It is. Okay, because there's another important reason why you have your dream. When you fulfill your dream, you create possibilities and opportunities for other people. And you've done that for so many people. Janice, just give us a smattering of that. Just give us a, you know, a, a little glimpse I th- in, into what's changed or who's been touched. Okay, I think that... That's been the sweetest part is just being able to figure out what every day we could do to bless other people in this. And one awesome thing is I always offered cellos. Anybody that wants to write an original work for this concert, I will consider it. And I'll pick one and put it in. And I had Mm -hmm. this young high school boy from Pleasant Grove High School, shy and just reliable and responsible. And one day he came up to me and says, I'm writing one. And I'm almost finished. And I said, well, bring it when you're done. And I want to definitely take a look at it because he had been an amazing person worth paying attention to. I knew it would be Mm -hmm. great. And Mm -hmm. he brought it and I had some of the advanced cellists play it. They did it. They loved it. We put it in with the orchestra just recently and it's amazing. And I just hope it's as meaningful for him to be on that stage playing in this orchestra as a high school student. A piece of work that he wrote. An original I, I composition. I hope it's awesome for him. So your dream made a dream possible for him. Yes. And where's that going to lead? Who knows? Who knows? He gets to have his dreams. He gets to have right? his. 
yes. and you're supporting it. He's yes. not the only one, though. No, you know, there's a there's a another lady, um, and I hope I tell her story correctly. But she had had a stroke and she couldn't use her hands anymore, so she couldn't play the cello anymore. And one day, years later, she was moving her hand, and she thought, "I wonder if I can play again." And she pulled it out, and she's been able to get it back. And her oh. father inspired her to play the cello. And mm-hmm. she, I don't know if he's heard her since, but at that point, at that conversation, she was going to invite him to this concert. And she knew it would bring tears to his eyes to see her up playing oh, that wow. concert again. How meaningful for Very them. Meaningful. Wow. And one last little one I'll tell you. You've is got dozens, don't you? One last one. You one last con- One cool thing about this concert over others is that a, grandf- a grandmother and a grandson get to play in the same concert. How oh, often fun. does that happen? Wow. So fun things are happening. Well, and I know just a little bit about one of your cellists, who may be one of the youngest ones in your whole she orchestra. She is the youngest. She is the youngest. Yes. This And folks, I've mentioned her before at Live On Purpose Radio. It's my daughter, Lindy. Yay for Lindy. <laughs> and uh, she appeared one other time on this show. Well, she's not appearing here today, but she was here in studio when I was visiting with Greg Olson. And... Uh, She's had some amazing experiences just learning about herself and having the confidence to show up with all these other cellists and be a cellist and not just a junior high Don't cello student. Don't you think that would be intimidating to Absolutely. be that young and to be with all these cello players? And she has mm-hmm. just jumped in full speed ahead. She's inspired me mm-hmm. with what she's done. She's all oh, your daughter's awesome. And isn't that cool? We all get to inspire each other. Yes. As we go through these, this dream-building process. That's true. You know what? I'm, I'm intrigued. I think we have enough time to talk about some of this. It's just as it should be. Could you give us another example or two? Just something that sticks out in your mind. Oh, this isn't how it should be. And then you find out later, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. Can you think of some examples of that? A great one. Okay. That location I told you that Jim Reams gave us. Oh, yeah. I had all these people scheduled to come. It taken hours of phone contact and emails to get them to this one location. Uh-huh. They called me and said, it flooded. You'll have to change oh, locations. It physically flooded. It physically had a flood. The pipe broke. It oh, froze and it heavens. flooded. They told me, you can't use this anymore because they're going to have to do a lot of remodeling and everything. So We're so sorry. Go two days later... Place. I, you know, how do you change locations? So I, I just went home and cried. And oh. I got in the car and I told my husband, I'm going for a ride. I've got to find another location. And I said a little prayer and I drove down the road. And as I'm driving down this road, I noticed the Orem Library, which is right next to the city offices. And I remember mm-hmm. they had a room in the basement that had a little stage. And I thought, I wonder if they'll let me use it. So I went in and I went downstairs and I went to the desk and I asked the man, would there be any possibility, this is what happened, is there any possibility that I could bring mm-hmm. this group here? And he said, definitely not. It's not something that we use for that. It's not of an course. option for you. And so I had learned through this process to not take no for an answer too easily. Because <laughs> if you did, you would have given up months ago. So I said, is there anybody else I can talk to about it? And he said, well, you could talk to the director of the library. And I said, well, could you give me their name? And he wrote Mm -hmm. down Louise Wallace. I Uh knew her. She was a friend of mine from umpteen years ago. Oh, really? I marched right up to her office, and we embraced. And it was so wonderful to see each other. And I told her my situation. I told her what I needed. And she said, that room is 
yours to use if you want to, but I have a better room that you can use. It's in the storytelling wing and it'll expose more people to the cellos and you're welcome to use it anytime you need it. And what was cool about that? Even better. Better. Mm. And even through that opportunity, little children would come and we would stop rehearsal and let those little kids try the cello. It was neat to let high school kids and adults interact with the community and have that experience. Mm -hmm. Better, like you said. Better. Not only just as it should be, but... Better. Better. I have to tell you, every time, it's better. You know what? We get these thoughts in our head that we know exactly how we're going to pull something off. And it's important to move forward with that knowledge. Yes. I want to underscore that because you can't steer a parked car. Exactly. Get it rolling. And then it may not go exactly where you want it to. Okay? And whether that's divine intervention or whether it's just the way things are and we don't understand everything. There's a whole sea of humanity out there. There, there's a, I call it a human treasury. I like okay? that. Like the director of the library. You didn't even know she was in your asset column mm-hmm. until you moved forward. Yes. You, you acted on the knowledge you have. You didn't accept no. And isn't mm-hmm. no the default answer for most things? It is the default answer. And it's never the final answer. It's never the final answer. It's just an interim answer. That's right. <laughs> so it's, it's to get us to better. And right? that's a happy knowledge. Wow. This is fantastic. This is, and I feel your energy, Janice, that you have for this. Because here's this dream that you had. You followed a process. You handled your considerations. You started to learn that it's just as it should be. And when you start feeling tipped over, it's just because it's not how you thought. Exactly. It doesn't mean it's wrong. And we wouldn't have wanted that anyway now, knowing that. That's right. We wouldn't have wanted that. It is better. And you've been through a few different location changes since then, and I know each yes. one came with the considerations. Yes. How Gotta are we going to work those this considerations. out? considerations. Exactly. But they're real, and it's okay. So can I make another observation? Yes. It's, it's really not about the concert. Even though that is really cool, but this whole process has refined Janice Baker. It has, and it's actually been very humbling, and mm-hmm. I feel blessed in my personal life for how mm-hmm. much richer it is because of this experience. Mm-hmm. I feel gratitude for what it's done for me personally. And when you consider that this is just training camp, good word for and, it. And you're not done yet. You thought this was the biggest dream you had. I think everybody should have dreams. <laughs> you will love where it takes you. This is awesome. And you know what? It's inspiring me because I've got a couple of dreams I'm working on too. Awesome. Uh, can hardly wait to hear about them. And, and, and it's going to be fun. It already is fun. Awesome. And I'm going through the same process that you are, as many of you listeners are too. And I hope that this conversation just triggers in your mind some new possibilities What can I do with those dreams that I have? And consider that they are yours for a reason. There's a reason why you have your dreams and I don't have your dreams. I got my dreams, right? That's exactly right. And how awesome that is. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of special people in this world. Well, Janice, I am personally excited to to witness the fulfillment of this dream because I'm coming to your concert. Awesome. 
so happy to have you. Now, we're going to spend a few minutes here, and we, we can maybe um, work this over a little bit even, but uh, a celebration of cellos. Will you tell us just a little bit about the logistics okay. and where and when and how people get connected with it? Just to handle a little bit of that for us, will you? Okay. There are going to be something no one has done before, not 30 cellos on stage, because that would be a lot. We have 45 cellos on one stage, wow. which is a very unique thing. And the cellos are the star of the whole evening. The concert is called A Celebration of Cellos. It's not an ordinary cello concert. We have cello rock and roll. Four girls playing on one cello, an electric cello. We whoa, have a whoa, professional. Whoa, whoa. Four you know girls that. playing on one cello. And you know one of those girls. Yes, I do. <laughs> How interesting. I have one girl on the floor, one behind it, and one on each side, and they trade places during it. It's really exciting. Oh, boy. I know she's been practicing hard for something, but I'm still a little in the dark, so it's going to be a fun surprise for me. It's going to be a surprise. Well, it's just going to be an evening that shows the diversity of this beautiful instrument, and I hope it inspires others to want to play it that, that want to play it. The concert is going to be Saturday, March 26th at Orem High School at 7 o'clock p.m., and tickets are okay. $5 at the door, or if you want them in advance, they're $3. And you can get them from me at 801-787-5612. Or you can get them from the Orem High School Financial Aid Office anywhere from 7.30 in the morning until 1 o'clock. Okay, so uh, there's some of our listeners that aren't here in Orem, but for those who are are within reach of Orem, Utah, and you're listening to this podcast in a time frame that allows you to get to the concert, this would be a neat thing for you to do just as a cultural kind of an experience. Some of you may not even know what a cello is. It's a stringed instrument. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the concert itself is fascinating, but now you know a little bit of the stories that go behind this thing. We've got people who are showing up here in an amazing way. We've got an original composition of a high school student. What other opportunity does he have to have his piece performed on stage by by this group? Yes. Um, just some amazing things. Now, for those of you who aren't within reach of Orem High School, uh, there is a website. Is that right? There is. And it's on blogspot.com. Yes. So uh, the, the website is The Cello Dreams Unfold. The Cello Dreams Unfold, and cello is spelled C-E-L-L-O? Yes. Okay. Is that correct? That's correct. The Cello Dreams Unfold.blogspot.com. And we'll put a link up on our site so that people can get to that easily. And I think we have some pictures and things that we can share there. I've documented the whole experience on that website. Oh, wonderful. So you get to to have first... All of this. First-hand access to mm-hmm. some of those stories mm-hmm. and some of the inspiring things that are happening as, as you're moving forward with your dream. Yes. Wow. Fantastic. Well, I want to encourage everybody to go check out the blog spot at least. And if you are able to come to this concert, come and witness this little piece of history that's unfolding in the life of Janice Baker, in the life of 45 cellists. 45 cello players. And they're from age 14 to 82 from all over Utah County. Oh, amazing. From Payson to Saratoga Springs. Amazing. Awesome I'm excited people. for this. Thank you, Janice, for being here with us at Live On Purpose Radio today. It was an honor to be here. Thanks for having me. And everyone, go out there. Realize your dreams are yours for a purpose. Go out there and live on purpose.
We'll catch you next time.